0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. <laughs> You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And you can follow my Twitter account. It's at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. The pinned tweet on that Twitter account is always the PL from the previous month from over at lockbetting.com, where we've just delivered our 115th month in a row of transparent track profit. At the moment, you're still looking at the month of November in there, but in the next 24 hours, I will be changing that to the month of December. That will include all of the World Cup futures where you can see we tips up the winner, the golden ball winner and the golden boot winner as well. All of those future selections will be added to the December p that will be visible in the next 24 hours. So if you are interested, you can sign up for that service that has delivered 115 months in a row of transparent track profit. Do yourself a favour, in 2023 by signing up to the service. So let's move on with this edition of the EPL show. We are at match day 19. That would mean that we are almost at the halfway point. I say almost because the match day that was cancelled because of the death of the Queen still counts as a match day. Those other games are going to be replayed across other match days. So the match day number doesn't correspond now to the number of fixtures that we have to play. So, on match day 19, by the time we've completed it, most teams would have played 18 games. So, it is a little bit complicated. It usually isn't like that. But um, obviously, the situation changed with the death of Queen Elizabeth. So, we start with a game here on Monday where Liverpool travel to Brentford. Liverpool are the four to seven favourites to win here. It's 18 to five on the draw. And it's 19 to 4 here on Brentford. This is a game Liverpool should win. As I said, there is this assumption that Liverpool are now automatically going to move up the table and secure a spot in the top three. Virgil van Dijk in his interview was even talking about it being a weird season and there could be a possibility that they could challenge. I don't think that they will. But um, I do think that they will end up quite comfortably in the top four. It will just remain interesting to me to see if we ever see the Liverpool of last season who are challenging in all fronts. And does this make them a stronger bet for the Champions League? If they can fix themselves but they are too far away from challenging for the league, are they a very dangerous team? in the Champions League especially when you look at the home record at Anfield I see a lot of people talking about Man City I see a lot of people talking about the the winner of Bayern Munich and, um, and PSG making a challenge or Real Madrid being a threat again isn't too much talk about the other English clubs and in the case of Chelsea and Tottenham that's understandable they're having pretty poor seasons but I do think Liverpool could be a threat I do think it's too late to challenge for the league but I do expect them to win games like this and secure a spot in the top four but my strongest play here has to be for both teams to find the net. Extraordinary value at the price of 4-5, minus 125, given this is a selection that has landed in five straight games when it comes to Liverpool. Whilst Brentford have seen both teams score in four of their last five league games. And last season, this game was a 3-3 draw. We've also seen 12 goals scored in Liverpool's three post-match fixtures after the uh, post-World Cup fixtures so I think we have lots of supporting data here I think stylistically this is a game that could produce goals Brentford aren't a team who negatively sit in it's not the way Thomas Frank sets his team up they'll be going at Liverpool Liverpool will be going at them I think there'll be chances for Brentford to score I think Brentford will score but ultimately I still feel that Liverpool will win the game so therefore both teams to score is the absolute standout play for me this for for this Monday game and we'll take that at four to five minus 125 here in this one up next we move across to tuesday and we start with a game between league leaders arsenal and newcastle this is undoubtedly the game of the week for me when you look at the league positions of these two teams some would argue it's chelsea versus manchester city on thursday because of the pedigree But um, for me, it has to be this game here between Arsenal and Newcastle when you look at the league table at the moment. Arsenal are the 8-11 favourites to win it. It's 11-4 on the draw. And Newcastle are the 18-5 underdogs. I talked on my future show about how I felt like Newcastle will have some regression here during the second part of the season. This isn't a game where I expect Newcastle to get something from it. We already saw a little bit of regression from them. They were incredible against Lister. And that had me a little bit worried about my prediction. But then we saw a Leeds team that was set up well by Jesse Marsh. This was a rare time where Leeds decided to sit in with a low block and be very defensively organised. And they were able to frustrate Newcastle. And I did say this on the future show. They've signed some very good players. There aren't world-class players there. So when you do come up against a defensive low block, when you now have earned people's respect, where it's no longer a top six, and yes, it's a top seven, and yes, Newcastle are genuine contenders for the Champions League positions, that respect is going to come with a lot of negative play and you're going to have to break teams down. And we did not see Newcastle do that against Leeds. Coming up here against Arsenal, I think Arsenal in just too strong a form. They've dealt incredibly well with the absence of Gabriel Jesus. They have already proven me wrong in terms of their their points tally here over the Christmas period. And I think they'll go one further here by adding another three points. It's difficult to go against them here, even though Newcastle do find a way not to lose games, despite the fact they've had quite a few draws so far this season. Arsenal come into this having won all of their Premier League home games this season, and also they've won 13 of their last 15 league home games overall. Arsenal have also only dropped points in two games so far this season away to Southampton. And away to Manchester United. So it's almost an automatic play here at this point to take an Arsenal team in such good form. An Arsenal team have also won their last 10 home meetings of Newcastle in all competitions. And they head into this game having won each of their last five league games. So that's incredible data that we're riding here. I do still feel that Manchester City will win the league. I do feel now is the best time to buy Manchester City because they are available at around about minus 120. And uh, I do feel at some point this season, they will go on a run of eight or nine wins in a row. I feel that Arsenal have their more difficult running to come in terms of having to play Manchester City twice, in terms of where they have to go to Tottenham, have to go to Anfield, have to play Man United at the end of the month. So there are going to be a lot of difficult games and it's not necessarily all the difficult games uh, that are going to be the ones where Arsenal drop points. You can still see teams setting up against Arsenal to frustrate them and Arsenal finding it more difficult to break teams down later on in the season when... These, these 11 players who they like to start over and over again have played a lot more games. I think the other teams in the top four have a little bit more squad depth and whilst I don't think Liverpool and Man United could necessarily catch Arsenal at this point because of how they've started the season, I do feel that they will drop more points than Liverpool and Man United in the second half of the season and they'll definitely drop more points than Man City, which I still think will allow Man City to win the league. But at the moment, I will ride Arsenal here, especially ride them at home. I'll take Arsenal here at this price to get the job done against Newcastle on the money line in this one. Up next we look at the game here between Everton and Brighton where Everton are a big 13 to 5 home underdog here. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and Brighton are the even money favorites. This is a very very strange line. Brighton are good. Brighton are better than Everton. I've absolutely no doubt about that in my mind. Brighton are better than Everton at this point. But To be an even-money favourite, to go to Goodison Park, which is a very difficult place to go, it's difficult for the likes of Man United, Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal, so let alone Brighton, and for Brighton to be an even-money favourite here to win at Goodison Park... I don't really agree with that. I think this is going to be a much more difficult game than that, especially when you look at Everton coming off such a positive result, getting a getting a point away to Manchester City. I'm going to take Everton here to avoid a defeat here in this one. So Everton on the double chance market to not lose to Brighton is available at four to five minus one twenty-five. I think Everton are in a situation now where they need to win a game. They got a great result against Manchester City, but they need to get a win. I'm not necessarily sure they'll get a win here. but I don't think they're going to they're gonna not build off that result. I think they can get a draw here against the Brighton team who conceded four goals against Arsenal. I understand that um, they did score two goals and they dominated periods of that game and the likes to play this great attack in football and they're going to bring that to the table here against Everton. But Everton are a difficult team to score against. They're not just going to sit there and allow themselves to be open up. Lampard has got this team well organised and whilst they don't have great goal scorers and whilst they don't light up the Premier League, they're not going to be a team that goes down, and they play with a lot of passion, especially at Goodison Park. Obviously, the data favours Brighton, which is why the the bookies have them as such short favourites here in the market. Brighton have won five of the last six meetings with the bottom eight of this season, and they've won their previous two away games. Everton come into this having lost three of their last four home league games and lost 3-2 to Brighton when the pair last met but I'm gonna look past all of that like I said this isn't a podcast where we just blindly go with the data that's not how we've made money over the years sometimes data is important and sometimes we use it as a reason why to take plays and we ride that data we ride trends into it Um, we're not gonna do that here I think I like Everton to get something my gut tells me that Everton build off what they did against Man City and we'll take them to avoid a defeat here in this one so Everton on the double chance market at four to five minus 125 is my selection here for this one up next we look at a game here between Leicester and Fulham where Leicester are the six to five favourites it's five to two on the draw and it's two to one here on Fulham Leicester were very competitive against Liverpool whilst they didn't get a point like Everton they can take some positivity out of that result and I definitely feel they'll be able to get something here At home to Fulham. Obviously, again, this is a day of fade. Leicester coming into this, having lost all of their clashes with the top nine this season while they've failed to beat any of the teams above them in the table. And at the moment, despite the fact that I think Leicester are a better team still than Fulham, that is the case. Fulham are above Leicester as we play this game. The Cottagers have won seven of 11 games against sides below them this season, which, as I said, is the situation. Leicester are below Fulham, while they've won both games since returning to action as well. So Fulham have picked up where they've left off. I think they've already done enough to be out of the relegation conversation. But for me here, I believe Leicester can get something and I believe this will be a game that has goals in it. I believe both teams to score has to be your main lean here given the data as much as I think that Leicester should go on to win the game. I don't want to take Leicester as a favourite when all the data here points to Fulham. So I do believe that this is a winnable game here for Leicester but I think the price is a little bit short. I think both teams to score is the best selection. It is a little bit juiced at four to six minus 150 but it does make sense when you look at the fact that Fulham have conceded 13 goals across their eight away trips this season and they meet a Leicester side who have averaged 1.1 goals per home game this season. However, the Cottagers have scored twice in all of their wins so far this season while this Leicester team have managed to score in 70%, 76% of their league games this season. So strong, strong data there. That's why you are laying the juice but I do believe it will cash and I'm happy to take the 46 minus 150 on both teams to score here in this one. We do not cover the Man United game here. We cover that one over on BetMUNC. Man United play against Bournemouth in the late game on Tuesday. The games we just covered are seven forty-five kickoffs UK time. The Man United game kicks off at eight o'clock. So we will move on to Wednesday's games. Before we do that, let me take a quick second to tell you guys about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduced juice on sides and totals for bowl games on the day of. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpockets.com. Says Winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgallonpockets.com. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to get your free bet today. Now, office subject to of change, terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You'll see 21 older and present in the state. we we'll play pay for it. Winbet is available. If you want something to know, a gambling problem called one 800 522 700 let me also tell you guys about underdog fantasy we're brought to you by underdog fantasy once again and at underdog fantasy the season never ends right now you can play their weekly battle royal games or even draft your playoff best ball team they also have a ton of daily games for nba and nhl plus when you use the promo code sgpn at underdogfantasy.com you get a 100 deposit match up to 100 that's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Moving on to Wednesday's games. We start with a game here between Southampton and Nottingham Forest. Where Southampton are the even money favourites. It's 12-5 to 5 on the draw. And it's 11-4 here on Nottingham Forest. Very early to say this. But this does feel like a relegation six-pointer. I haven't seen any real significant evidence that Nottingham Forest are going to be better in the second part of the season after the World Cup break. I thought they could be a team that kick on because they've signed so many players and being given that extra pre-season does give you an opportunity to bed them in. I do think Forest are a little bit too good to go down. I do think they will survive, but I do think they're going to be down there battling for the whole season. And I do think Southampton will be there as well. And ultimately, I do think Southampton will go down. Must-win game for Southampton this one. I think this is more important for Southampton than Nottingham Forest. I think my main lean here is going to be for both teams to find a net, which is priced up at 10 to 11 minus 110. Both teams have now scored in seven of Southampton's eight home league games this season. While Forest, they always concede. They've conceded in all but one of their league games so far. But they've now scored as visitors in five of their last six in all competitions. While Southampton have conceded 13 goals across their last five Premier League outings. This could be a tight and cagey game, but I think it's going to be a game where Forest look at um, Southampton as an opportunity to pick up an away win So they've been poor away this season, and Southampton look at Forest as a must-win situation. If you can't beat Nottingham Forest... Who are you going to beat this season? You're going to be in big, big trouble. So I think that's going to lead to a more attacking game between two teams that can't really defend that well anyway. I think both teams just scored 10 or 11 minus 110 is the way to go here in this one. Up next, we'll look at a game between Leeds and West Ham, where Leeds are the narrow home favourites here at 6 to 4. It's 5 to 2 on the draw, and it's 17 to 10 here on West Ham. Difficult to know what to do with this game. West Ham are in big trouble. They do need to pick up some points here somewhere but it's difficult to take them. Um, they've lost six of their last seven Premier League games. They've been beaten in six of the last eight away trips including visits to poor sides like Nottingham Forest and Everton as well. Leeds, they haven't lost at home to any side outside of the top seven and they've won three of those five games. So they are the better side here. If you're giving me a fifty-fifty pick, um, which is what this game is, six to four and seventeen to ten, means that you get twenty pound, um, twenty pound more if you put hundred pounds on West Ham, then you would getting Leeds. Leeds give you two hundred and fifty pound return, and West Ham gives you one seventy, uh, a two seventy with a one seventy profit. Leeds one fifty profit. So when you're looking at the draw no bet market it is somewhat of a 50-50 and given that option i would lean with the home team here i would take leeds at 5 to 6 as a pick this pushes if it's a draw and this one definitely could be a draw and um it ends up winning if leeds win it loses if west ham do get an away win here but i'm not confident on west ham picking up an away win they've been poor travellers so far this season I thought they would turn up with a performance at home to Brentford. They did not. And therefore, we'll take Leeds as a pick in the draw no bet market here in this one at a price of 5 to 6 minus 120. Up next, we look at the Birmingham derby here, the West Midlands derby between Villa and Wolves, where Aston Villa, the even money favourites, it's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 3 to 1 here on Wolves. Wolves have been massively improved under Lepotegui, but Aston Villa have been even better so far under Unai Emery. Big win away to Tottenham and it's for that reason I'll ride them here. I think that when you have two teams that will be massively incentivised by the occasion because this is a West Midlands derby, neither want to lose to the other. And I do believe Villa being at home and having the better personnel will carry them over the line here. They've come into this one having won three of their four games since Unai Emery took over. But most significantly, they scored eight goals. They were not scoring goals at all under Steven Gerrard, very rarely scoring twice. This Wolves team, they're still poor goal scorers until they improve that. And they'll be able to do that by addressing the situation in the January transfer window. I still can't take them to win games. They've averaged 0.6 goals per game so far this season and lost five of the last seven league matches while possessing one of the worst away records in the division here at this point. Alls have scored in just 47% their league games so far, whilst, as I said, Aston Villa have bagged a couple of goals in three of the last four games. And we will take Aston Villa here on the money line in this one, in this West Midlands derby. Final game on Wednesday, it's a London derby that sees Tottenham travelling to Crystal Palace, where Tottenham are the 13-10 favourites to win it. 12-5 on the draw, and it's 11-5 on Crystal Palace. Antonio Conte's getting my interest in the next manager-to-go market here, because he's talking like a man who's going to leave this job. And as we know, there is always the possibility of him going back to Juventus. Juventus want him... Um, he would like to go there, I believe. I believe Tottenham fans want Pochettino to come in and be the manager. Antonio Conte's moved up to second in this market. He's three to one, joint price, joint, joint second favourite with uh, Frank Lampard, with uh, David Moyes now leading the market here at five to four. I do believe the values on Conte, if you go further down, I would definitely consider having a little sprinkle on Nathan Jones, the new Southampton manager, because if this guy goes seven, eight, nine games without a win, which is very possible, he'll be going. And that 25 to one will be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So there's a big value pick here for me. But I do believe the one that will go will be Antonio Conte. For him not to go, he needs to start winning games. And that makes this game against Crystal Palace an absolute must-win. I cannot take Tottenham on the road... And um, we're going to go for one of the most popular bets on this podcast. We're going to go with both teams to score. Um, Not just picking this blindly. It does make a lot of sense for every selection that we've made. And three to four on both teams scoring. This one does make a lot of sense because it offers a lot of value. This Tottenham side have conceded the opening goal now in their last 10 games in all competitions. We cashed on this over at LockBetting.com. We took Aston Villa to score the first goal at 5-2, to plus 2.50. And that was the 10th game in a row. Tottenham have conceded the first goal. They've gone seven matches without a clean sheet in the league, um, conceded the first goal in the last 10 in all competitions and Crystal Palace himself, they've shipped 21 goals in 16 matches this season and they've also scored in 75% of their home games so far this season. So I think we have strong data here for goals. I think both teams are going to be able to find the back of the net. I cannot take Tottenham as a favourite on the road at the moment. This team needs to massively improve. Otherwise, they are not going to be top four contenders this season. And Antonio Conte is going to make way, probably, for the returning Mauricio Pochettino, if the rumours are to be believed. The final game we look at here is arguably the game of the week for some people. It happens on Thursday, Thursday. Sees Manchester City travelling to Chelsea where City are the four to six favourites it's three to one on the draw and it's five to one here on Chelsea this is an a way win for me I'm not impressed by what I'm seeing from Chelsea they don't have any cutting edge um they're playing Thiago Silva and Kua Bali at centre-backs and if you said that five years ago that may be the world 11 that could be um some someone's world 11 they're two of the top 5 center backs in the world over the last 10 years but not right now. These are not the, this is not the centre back pairing that you want to be going with. I believe it leaves Chelsea vulnerable. Um, they've lost Reece James again in the full back position. But most significantly, um, they've got no cutting edge up front. They've got no striker. They're playing Kai Havertz as a false nine. Christian Pulisic isn't performing. Uh, the midfield isn't good at controlling the game and keeping the ball. Um, I don't know where they've spent this money. Well, I well I do know. I just don't know why. I don't know how this Chelsea team have spent so much money. And can look so mediocre Manchester City are coming off a poor result at home to Everton Which has now led to a lot of people picking Arsenal to win the league uh, I still remember this is a Manchester City team that took Manchester United apart Just when it looked like Eric Ten Hag initially had some momentum Manchester City absolutely derailed it Man United received some heavy criticism for that for that performance But it was City that were absolutely excellent on that day um, I mean, you could they could make the argument that uh, Manchester City, by signing Haaland, have changed their style of play too much. And with all the goals that Haaland is scoring, and you can't argue that Haaland isn't a good signing because he scored 21 goals already. It may be taking goals away from other players. And stylistically, Manchester City may be no better, uh, be no better off by signing him. If you look at the averages, Manchester City last season averaged 2.6 goals per game. At the moment, they are averaging 2.75 goals per game. So he has improved them slightly in terms of goal scoring. But if he's scoring 21 goals, that means other players aren't scoring the goals. And are Manchester City now guilty of simply playing around him if they become reliant on one player putting the ball in the back of the net? Because it's no doubt that goals have been reduced from other players. If you're averaging uh, 2.6 goals per game and you've averaged up to 2.75, That's not a big increase on your average goal. At the moment, they've they've scored 2.75. And last season, their overall average was 2.6. I don't know what they've done um, specifically 18 games into last season. But I can go by the overall averages and what City are on course to do. So they're on course to score 0.15 more goals this season with Haaland in the team. That's not a drastic improvement. It has taken goals away from other players. And stylistically, Manchester City don't look the same. But I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. I'm not going to launch any kind of inquest off the back of City dropping points in some games. Yes, they lost at home to Brentford. Yes, they couldn't beat Everton. But also Pep Guardiola has been incredibly slow in terms of implementing, um, re-implementing his World Cup players. He, he's one of the managers who said that the players who played the World Cup are coming in fitter, yet João Cancelo and Ruben Diaz haven't played any football since they've come back. So it is a little bit weird from Pep. I think we'll see a stronger, full-strength Manchester City team here. This is a game that they can be that they can definitely win. I'll be very surprised if Manchester City don't pick up three points here against a Chelsea team that looked absolutely awful against Nottingham Forest. They got a lucky goal. They just were going through the motions in the second half. They're an autopilot. It was a bad luck from me. Um, I regretted playing it pretty much. As soon as I played the podcast, there was not really too much to choose from on the last show I was worried about um, match day 18 or game week 18 anyway just because it was sandwiched into that Christmas period and it was a it was a game week that I definitely feared and I was right to fear it um and Chelsea was definitely the wrong play they were absolutely awful we get the opportunity to fade them here on Thursday and we will do we'll take man City on the money line at a price of 46 minus 150. Closing out with your lock on the show. um, I'm tempted by both of the top two, to be honest with you. Um, Arsenal at home to Newcastle, riding that Arsenal train. Or Manchester City on Thursday, away at Chelsea. I'm going to take Manchester City. It's very likely they're going to be in a desperate situation by Thursday. They could be 10 points behind Arsenal by the time they start that game against Chelsea. So this is going to be a must-win scenario and I do believe they'll win it. They've got a very favorable matchup against an opponent that look lost at the moment. They don't look good at defending, they don't look good at attacking. They look very lightweight in midfield. And I do believe this is a chance for Manchester City to win and to look good on the process. And your lock for this show is going to be Manchester City on the money line at Chelsea at the price of 46 minus 150. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.